Yeah, Nancy says, in our sin, in our sin. But I still sin. Is God still angry? Most of us have very little, uh, very little awareness of our sin and what an offense to a holy God our sin is. We like to categorize sin, and we have a lot of ways of explaining away my sin or your sin. We have a way of making our own sin seem less serious. But all sin, any sin, there's no such thing as a, as a tiny sin. There's no sin of little consequence when you're talking about a God of eternal and blazing holiness. All sin is an offense to God. That, that's why when John the Baptizer came to preach, as we said this morning, his message, his, his message was first one of, of, of judgment, that, that there is an axe uh, laid back, poised, ready to strike. It, it was, it's the axe of God's judgment ready to fall on, on sinners. I will praise you, O Lord, you were angry with me, but not anymore. Now you come for me. What happened? Obviously, that's an amazing transition. You were angry with me, O God. The, the axe was poised to fall, but not anymore. What happened? Talk about it. Yeah, it's the moment when we come to Christ. It's the moment when we accept and believe and begin to enter into what Christ has done for us. What happened to the axe? What happened to my sin? What happened to God's wrath, God's anger? Where did it go? Is, is, is God just moody? Is there medication for this kind of thing and God now just sort of got over it? What happened to his wrath because his wrath was perfect? His wrath was just, and we were deserving of it. Where, where did it go? You were angry with me, but not anymore. That's the most amazing testimony, and it better be yours, honestly. Where did it go? His wrath, his anger. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus, Jesus took on all of that, all of the sin of the whole world. Jesus accepted the entire wrath of God for the race, for the human race. Do you understand this? Jesus took all of that into himself. His death on our behalf took on and satisfied all of the wrath of God so that now we can say, you are angry with me, but not anymore. If you're in Christ, if you know Christ, if you've trusted him, if you understand what he's done for you, then you're no longer living under this axe poised to drop. No longer living under condemnation. No longer living under God's wrath. Please inform your soul. Please inform your soul. Because honestly, so many of us, even those of us who say that's true, we still don't get to move on into everything that Christ has for us. And let's continue. You were angry with me, but not anymore. Now you comfort me. See, God has come to save me. I think the King James says, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory with joy. You will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. So good. Just, just a small thing. I, I was working on this sermon and meditating on this text on the, the day that the school shooting happened in Connecticut. This was the text for that day for me. And, and it's that verse, too, that, that just struck, struck heavy that day. Like, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. Just think about the kids. You know, just think about the kids and the fear uh, 
in, in those moments, those final moments. And, and then the kids who hear the story, who watch the news and have to go back to school to, you know, on the next school day, face that fear. I, I will trust in him. I will not be afraid. The world is certainly a scary place, a dangerous place, especially for kids. As pastor, and Warren takes most of these calls, honestly, but, but we get a lot of calls this time of year, and it's very, very common to have somebody say, I need the church to help me. Uh, my kids ain't going to have no Christmas. That's what they'll typically say. My kids aren't going to have a Christmas. Um, as, as sad as that is, that kids might somehow be left out of Christmas celebration. Um, the, the gospel is not simply about Jesus coming to give people a Christmas. So spread the word. Um, the whole world, in a sense, will celebrate Christmas, and for a lot of people, that's sort of the extent of their knowledge and celebration of Christ. But, but Jesus didn't come just so kids could have a Christmas. Jesus came that children might have a life, and that's different. It's different. It means that our concern for their well-being doesn't, doesn't come and go with the holidays or come and go with the tragedies. Jesus said, I have come that they might have life, and not just one day a year. God has come to save me. I will trust in him, and, and I will not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. With joy, you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. With joy, you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. Joy comes with salvation. That's what the verse says. Joy comes with salvation. With joy, you will drink from the fountain of salvation. With, with, with us as Baptists, because of the way, and, and I'm not saying it's incorrect, but because of the way we focus on conversion, a, a person walking an aisle or a person uh, being able to name the, the, the date and the place where they accepted Christ, we often think of salvation as something that happens in a, in a single and sometimes a short moment in time. We can talk about when I was saved and, and the moment when I found Christ or the day I found Christ and, 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 and that sort of thing. But verse 3, with joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. Is that a one-time thing? Is that just one time in your life when you come to this fountain, this well of salvation, and you, you drink deeply and, and, and you have that joy, but, but as you go through your life, it, it tends to come and go? Absolutely not. See, the gospel, that the fountain, the well of salvation is not just something you only need visit once in your life. I'm not saying that we get saved over and over and over. I'm just simply saying that, that the grace by which I'm saved, that the grace that sets my sin aside and, and the grace that allows Jesus to satisfy the wrath of God on my behalf, that grace is, is definitely a saving grace, but it's also a, it's just an everyday living grace. I continue to, to drink from that well of salvation and that well of grace. And, and the joy comes with that. Joy comes with salvation. It just comes with sal salvation. It, it doesn't come and go with circumstances. And you understand that. The word happy and the word happen are related. You understand that? Happy and happen. These words have a similar root. And the root has to do with fate or luck or sort of the way things turn out. And often, as Christians, we'll make a distinction between happiness and joy. And you can think of it that way. Happiness is sort of fleeting. It depends upon whether or not you're financially able to make ends meet. It depends a lot sometimes upon happiness. It depends sometimes on your health. If you struggle with constant pain 
or constant worry about your health, it's very difficult sometimes to feel happy. If you struggle with your children or if you struggle in relationships or if you battle loneliness or, or depression, whatever you name, these are circumstances. And our happiness sometimes is very related to circumstances. How I feel in terms of happiness really depends upon what happens, and that's why the words are related. But honestly, joy is something different. With joy, you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. Joy comes with my salvation. It's not dependent upon circumstances. That means I don't have to wait. I don't have to wait for things to turn out in my favor in order to experience deep joy. It means that I don't necessarily have to have good health or live a life without pain. I can still have joy. It means that relationally I may experience a lot of brokenness, but still my joy comes from a different kind of place. I can have joy today. There was a woman in Roanoke, Virginia named Tammy Harris, 21 years old, who had been a uh, a foster child most of her life and, and never really had parents, never really had a home. So when she turned 21 years old, she had gotten a job in a Minute Mart or whatever they have in Roanoke, Virginia. Is it Minute Mart, Junior Food Store, whatever, convenience store. Um, she was working there in the, in the convenience store, and she became determined to find her mother. It just became very important to find her mother if she had a mother out there somewhere, obviously she had to have had a mother at least one day. Somebody gave birth to her, and she became determined to find her. If that woman lives, if that woman is out there at all, I need to know her. I need to find her. And so she began this incredible search to find her mother, and it became very, very difficult. I mean, where do you start? How do you do that? One day in the convenience store where she worked, she was talking about it in tears, just simply saying, I... I've never had anybody that, that, that really loved me. I've never felt like I belonged. And I just need to know if I have a mama out there. And so she started talking, and there was a lady in the store who worked there too, her coworker, who overheard her. And the lady's name was Joyce Schultz. And Joyce just started asking questions about whatever, whatever it was that Tammy knew about her life and her birth. And just started asking questions. And, uh, ended up bringing in the birth certificate and actually looking at some information. And long story short, Joyce Schultz was her mother. They worked together at, at the junior food store every single day. Her mother was right there the whole time. It's beautiful. It was amazing. Uh, made the news. This is how joy is in our lives. It's, it's right there the whole time. It, it, it comes with salvation it comes from knowing Christ so, so here's the thing if you're not experiencing joy and you are a Christian if you are not experiencing that that deep joy I'm not talking about are, are you in a good mood today I'm not asking you that I'm not saying are you naturally merry and bright I'm not asking you that I'm talking about in the depths of your heart is there a contentment is there a peace is there a satisfaction is there joy there because if there's not there is a broken relationship with Christ that you need to be concerned with. There's something broken in your relationship with Christ. I'm not saying that you're not a believer. I, I can't say that. But I am saying there's something spiritual here. There's some gap. There is a disconnect between you and everything that Christ wants to bring you. There, there's something off here. There's just 
something off. Two Christian ladies were talking one day, and one lady said, you know, I've just lost my joy. I've just lost my joy. And the other lady, who was a little bit older, said, uh, when did you lose it? And the other lady just looked at her like, that's the dumbest question anybody's ever asked. I mean, if it's gone, it's gone. And I said, no, seriously, think about it. When did you lose it? When did you lose it? She began to back up and think. and She actually thought a long time. And then she hated to say it. But she said, I guess I lost it when I moved in with my boyfriend. I lost it when I moved in with my boyfriend. You're saying the, the, the joy that, that Christ brings. It, it, it's a part of our salvation. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's, it's, a, it's a benefit of the relationship that we have in Christ. If, if you're not experiencing that, then go back and ask yourself, when did you lose it? Where did it go? And I'm saying that there is some repair of relationship here. There, there is something that you need to perhaps bring back to Christ and surrender. It's, it comes with salvation. Verse 3, with joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. In that wonderful day you will sing, thank the Lord, praise his name. Tell the nations what he has done. Let them know how mighty he is. Sing to the Lord for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Let all the people of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy. For great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. Just one last thing, and that last sentence is where we'll go. Great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. Great is God. Great is God who, who lives among you. This is a small thing, but it's a big thing at the same time. Understand that in your life, things like joy that we crave... You cannot have joy by seeking joy. Understand? You can't have a Merry Christmas just because somebody says Merry Christmas. You understand? There are certain things that you don't find by seeking them. And joy is one of those things. With joy, you drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. Understand? But, but you, can't, you can't find joy by seeking joy. You find joy by seeking Christ. You find joy by seeking God, by focusing on him. Great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. He lives among you. He's already there, and he is great, and he is mighty, and he does wonderful things, and the joy comes from knowing him. So tonight, if you feel already a little bit disconnected from the joy of a holiday, and honestly, I typically do, holidays don't always bring me joy. If you feel somehow cut off from the salvation experience that other people talk about, I'm just begging you to, to come back to Christ. Seek Christ. Because the joy, the peace, the hope, the satisfaction, the grace, the forgiveness, it all comes from Him. You're not going to find joy by trying to cheer yourself up. You will find joy when you find Christ. Seek him and learn to know him more deeply. Any final thoughts tonight? Let's stand and pray. We'll be dismissed. I love you so much. I know a lot of you will be hitting the road in the next day or two to travel. God bless you. Give you safe travels. I pray that you do find joy in Christ over the next few days. Don't forget a Christmas Eve tomorrow night, 11, 15. Uh, we could use some greeters if some of you will come early. 
uh, and just be ready to welcome folks. I don't understand it. Uh, I love it, but I don't understand why. The Christmas Eve service is, is actually a service when we have typically more people from the community than usual. Uh, I see people on Christmas Eve that I don't see any other day of the entire year. They won't come in the daylight, but they come out at 11.15 for Christmas Eve service. So, so come ready tomorrow night, if you will, uh, to, to, uh, to greet those who may only come and may only hear the gospel this one time of the year, may only give our church uh, that, that kind of an opportunity once a year. So be ready tomorrow night to greet those folks. And remember that people who walk into church, they don't just walk in for no reason. Usually there's a, a deep, deep hunger, a, a deep need that brings them. So be sensitive and love them and welcome them in the name of the Lord. Uh, let's be dismissed with prayer. God, it, it is not always easy for us to live with joy. Lord, we are very, very likely, any one of us, to focus on our circumstances and be brought down. Lord, some of us already are dreading Christmas because of the absence of loved ones, the father, the mother, the, the daughter, the son, the friends that we have buried, and we miss them so deeply. Christmas is a reminder that they're gone. Lord, for some of us, it's a reminder of what we can't afford and what we can't buy and what we can't do for our kids and the ones we love. For some of us, Lord, it's just a reminder that everybody else seems to have a party to go to and we got nowhere and nobody. Lord, for some of us, it's just this feeling that there is something that other people experience and live with every day that we don't have. It's, it's just this joy, Lord, that the world can't give us. And circumstances will not provide, Lord. It's a joy. Help us to remember that it comes only from you. Those of us who are believers, or those of us who know the transformation that comes when your wrath has been satisfied and now we live by the grace and mercy of Jesus, Lord. I pray that we will understand that joy comes with that salvation. And Lord, if we're lacking it, there's something missing, something wrong, Lord, with our relationship with you. Help us to come back to you, to seek you with our whole heart, not to seek what you bring, not to look for joy, not to look for peace, Lord, but simply to look for you. And in finding you, we will have everything else. Help us, Lord, in this Christmas season to look for you, to point others to you, the greatest gift ever. Lord Jesus, tonight we sing songs of joy, we lift up our heads and shout and sing. Lord, we thank you from the very bottom of our joyful hearts. You're mighty, you're good, and you're very good to us. We thank you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.